I ask the questions, I don't know the answers. <laughs> I mean, I know them for me. I don't know them for you, for the client. Yeah. Right? But the right questions at the right time from the right perspectives will open up new ideas, new information, access new memories, why, all that kind of stuff. And then sure, I have all kinds of, you know, it's a, <laughs> it's a creative process. You just kind of, you go with it until it feels right. But feeling, a prospective author feeling that their voice and their message will get lost in the book, I, I don't, I don't see that at all. All right. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Leaders Talk. Uh, today, I am very happy to have with me uh, Jeff Lysowitz. He's an in-demand keynote speaker, critically acclaimed author, award-winning music producer, internationally distributed screenwriter, all of that, and he's a life coach for storytellers and creatives of every flavor. Man, Jeff, what a curriculum vitae there. <laughs> <laughs> We it's only have 30 minutes. I don't feel like I can cover all of that. Well, we'll do what we can. I like it. Perfect. Well, hey, uh, with that introduction aside, tell our audience a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, story, uh, life coach for storytellers and creatives of every flavor. So I kind of specialize in storytelling. Uh, mm -hmm. I got a degree from a hippie school in California. <laughs> creative writing with perspectives from philosophy and psychology. So this was a really kind of interesting way to look at how stories are built, how they connect us human to human, and how they're powerful in many ways in persuasion and emotional connection, all that kind of stuff. So I work with all kinds of creatives uh, to write books, screenplays, you know, all kinds of things like that. I'm also, as you mentioned, a creative myself. I do, I write my own screenplays, books. I'm a photographer, I teach songwriting at a college. I mean, it, it just kind of goes on and on. Well, tell us a little bit about the concept of storytelling. Cause I know that a lot of our audience, they're thinking about a book. So, you know, they, they want to know how in the heck do I sit down and actually produce <laughs> the material in my huh. head Sure. That I in, in in such a way that it is actually going to be interesting for other people to read it. Exactly. <clears throat> so it's a really good question because in business type books, leadership books, uh, one of you know a big part of it is the information. What are yeah. the facts? How to you know the concepts? Thinking about things, all those kinds of big ideas, and we definitely need that. That's you know that's what you're trying to communicate. But if it's just that it falls flat, right? Readers will not be engaged. Right. So we need, right. So we need to understand first, you know, what the concepts are that we're talking about in the books and then sort of, sort of dial it back to the why, the personal why of mm. why this matters to you. Why does leadership matter to you, you know, author? Is it because you had a great leader, you know, in your Boy Scout troop? Is it because you had a terrible teacher one time and, you know, who could not lead a classroom? There's reasons for this. And when we tap into the why and, and create stories around that, 
that will connect readers both with you as an author and with the material that you're writing about your actual ideas and big thoughts. So let's 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 deep dive into that because I love it. Uh, that's something I talk about a lot on the webinars that I run is about locking in your why. So how do you do that? What I, I say that the you know it's it's like what Archimedes says: give me a big enough lever, I can move the world. The the why is your lever. How do you find that though? When you're doing that, what do you? How do you lock in on your why? When there's all kinds of probably things in your head about you know, what what things you you can think of and what benefits you would have from a book. Sure. So, oh, you know, when I do this in, in private coaching, we go in yeah. and we sort of have a method, but I'm just going to give you a sort of a general framework to think about this. And it's something I call the five whys. So when you ask somebody, why are you writing a business book? Their, their general answer, their first answer is almost never going to be the whole and deep truth. Mm. Okay. So here's what you do. You ask the question, why are you writing this business book? You come up with an answer. Then you ask why of the answer. Why does the answer matter? And you keep going. It doesn't have to be five times, five iterations of this. It might be three, but it might be 20, right? But when you mm -hmm. get to something unexpected and something that you feel within you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah. Maybe this is why I care so much about this idea. And when you know that, you can build the story around it. That's so fascinating. I, that is probably one of the first times I've ever heard an answer like that. And I've had I've heard a lot of really good answers as to how you you find that why. And it immediately resonates with me because I, I feel like a lot of potential authors, when they're in that first stage, they're fighting with themselves in many cases about, you know, what what they really want to see their book be, as opposed to, you know, continually in their head trying to fight with the the practical of, you know, what should it have? What should it so so then how do you balance that then? So you found that thing, you found that that desire, but maybe it's a little bit opposite of what the best idea for a purely commercial book would be. So how do you balance those things? Well, that's a good question. When we write from our truth or when we communicate yeah. or, or act in any way from our truth, it is powered with our true selves. Like it is powered with what we are about. Yeah. Thus, I would, you know, I would suggest thinking of ways to really start with that. There might be a better concept or title to do, and you certainly can do that but you personally will not be aligned with it. So if you are having trouble as a writer, just putting the pedal to the metal and writing the book, you're going to likely lose interest before you get to the finish line. Writing a book is no small task, you know, mm -hmm. as you know. Um, however, if, you, if it is fueled by what you care about, what matters to you, even if it isn't the best you know, the hottest topic out there at the moment, it's still going to be more fulfilling to you for sure, more likely for you to actually do it, mm -hmm. which obviously matters, and the right readers are going to connect with you. So, so then you, you've got this now, you've distilled this down to something that you're passionate about, 
that you feel like you can reach a reader, but then it comes into that storytelling thing. A lot of people don't know what to do once they have that idea of, of what my why is. I, I know I want the book. I know I want the goal. But then it's, man, putting that into chunks, how do you then begin to do that? How do you then begin to actually take that and turn that into practical material stories that, that can relate? Yeah. So the whatever your why is, it doesn't matter what it is. It comes down to a subjective experience mm. that you had in the past likely in childhood or youth, but it really could be anything. Okay. So whenever you have an amplified emotional perspective, there is going to be a why around that. And that is always connected to some kind of narrative, the narrative being the story. So if you know your why and you can pinpoint where it comes from, you know, whether that's in your youth or an early job you had, or even something that happened last week that, mm -hmm. you know, kind of blew your mind, there is always going to be a story around that why. So finding it, first finding the why, then finding the origin of the why, and then the stories are really right there for the picking. But Jeff, someone might say, <laughs> I'm a terrible storyteller. Somebody asked me, what, what did I do when I went on my vacation? I, I tell them I swam. I had a martini. I went home. What do you tell to somebody like that that then says, well, heck, how, and how do I know how to tell a story? Okay. A story, it's absolute drop dead dumbest, is about change and, and or transformation. Okay. Okay, somebody or something changes. So the way this occurs in stories is you've got a character, you know, that's you most likely. Something happens, right? You get mm -hmm. fired from that job. You start your new company, whatever the thing is. And then you come up against obstacles and you change. And then you enter the new world or the new, uh, you know, your new reality. That's all a story is. So if the story is, you know, I went on vacation and I went swimming, you got to find like, is there conflict there? Because the conflict is where the change happens. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe there is no story in going swimming. So that's a bad, you know, <laughs> but maybe you stubbed your toe on the way there and you fell into the pool and you forgot your bathing suit. Then you've got a story. Yeah. You know, finally, I went into the hot tub naked, you know, all right, great. So that's where the stories come from. There is always a story if you know where to look and just understand the basic concept of it. See, that, that's, that's interesting. And I, I agree with you. And I, I agree with you from a perspective of myself being a lit nerd. <laughs> um, you know, having my, my degrees are in history and lit. And uh, I, I spent my youth reading and, and understanding about you know how to how to craft a story, you're right. There's a lot of carryover between how you make an interesting fiction story and how you create an interesting nonfiction story. There's real. I mean, I know I I think you and I both know what the difference is, but tell us a little bit about our audience about saying, well, really, I mean, what's the difference in writing in those two different things? Well, in a nonfiction book, your primary objective is to is to transfer ideas of some useful kind 
usually to your audience. They buy the book because they're going to learn how to X, Y, Z, whatever the thing is. That's great. It needs to be there. If it's not helpful to the reader, you know, they're not going to buy it. They don't, they don't care that I'm going to look at it. Whereas a fiction book is not really directly about that. A fiction book or a movie is going to tell you a story and there will be benefits to the reader or viewer, but they're mm. going to be more sublime. You know, when Luke uses the force at the end of Star Wars, right, and blows up the Death Star, you know, is that directly going to help you as a person? No, but what it might indirectly say is, wow, there's, you know, you can have faith in things that you are doing in this world. Right. And that's kind of the lesson. Yeah, I can absolutely see that. And I don't know about you, that loot blowing up that Death Star changed my life. See all it the, changed my life too. All man. the merchandise behind me that, that, uh, that I've given to Lucasfilm over the years. Um, but yeah, so so really it just comes down to you're, you're you're crafting it the same way. You're just digging in your experience to find what resonated with you rather than trying to create something whole cloth just out of your feelings and, and your imagination. Absolutely. Yes. How does your personal story based on your why or whys connect with what you're talking about in the nonfiction part? Right. You're talking about leadership. Again, why does leadership matter to you? Because the first time you led that group in third grade, oh my God, it was a, mm -hmm. it was a rush and you did something cool. You know? that's powerful when i read that i'm like yeah what's yeah. what's this person gonna tell me about leadership there's there's something i want to explore too on this and i want to explore it because i know that we've had i've i've, I've had so many discussions with potential authors this, this has come up a lot too like well jeff but i just don't feel like what i have to say is terribly unique or you know i think i'm telling the same story i've heard over and over and over again what would be your response to someone that would tell you that it's like yeah, I mean, it's, it's another story about succeeding in sales. It's just another story. Right. Okay, here's the thing. As humans, we are very similar to the billions of other humans who have walked and currently walk this planet, mm -hmm. right? Well, you know, you got a brain, you got a body, you know, that kind of stuff, right? And... You are completely unique. Not one of those billions has lived a life exactly like yours, right? Grown up in the same family, in the same place, same interests, all that kind of stuff. You are completely unique and you are very common. So what we're really trying to do in our stories is intersect these two pieces. What is completely unique to you and what is common human universal themes. There mm. is always something unique to you. Sure, there's other great sales wins. Of course, there's millions of them out there, but there's none like yours. Yep. We got to figure out what in it is the juicy part, what makes it different. And when we do that, you got a great story. That we'll <laughs> Yeah, I completely agree with you. But you'd be surprised at how how many people that's really lost on um, that that are just that really get caught up in the whole fear of you know just not standing out in the crowd. So 
let's say we've overcome these. You're 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 someone that has an idea. You're a potential author. You you now have your why. You block that in. You found stories in your life that you know nobody else has ever had that that are very unique to you, but still tell a theme. What's your step though? I mean that that's that's great getting there, but man, that's a long way to having a finished book on the bookshelf that you can go look at. Sure. Well, I mean, you're asking what's the bigger picture of how to how to write the whole book. Yeah. Well, what's what's the big picture after that of, of what you need to do mentally to actually take that step to write that book? Okay. The first thing, which is often uh, not really considered, is to actually decide to do it. Now, most of the time, when people decide to do things, it's kind of eh. It's kind of iffy. Like last night when I thought I'd have, you know, I decided to have one bite of chocolate, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of decision. Or, you know, I'll decide to go to the gym once in a while. The word decide uh, is broken up into two parts. D-E, which means the opposite. And side means to kill. To kill, like suicide, genocide, homicide. When we decide, when we really decide, to do our thing, to write mm. our book or to go to the gym or whatever it is, we kill all the other options. That's what that word really means. And when you really decide, you can definitely write your book. So first yes. you gotta decide it. And I will just uh, you know, give a nod to a sneaker company out there who made a pretty good deal with their logo or their, uh, you know, just do it. You know, you yeah, just Reebok, do it. right? So you've got your why, you decide to do it. You need to know your I, you know, what your ideas are. What are you going to do here? You need to outline this thing. But in screenwriting, there's a thing called a log line. A log line is a complete distillation of the entire movie in one or two sentences. Okay, so Star Wars. Uh, a young farm boy learns the ways of the forest and goes out to fight the empire, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Normally, as I was studying screenwriting, I figured you'd write the screenplay and then write the logline, distill the whole movie down into that one or two sentences. But my mentor, who was the top guy at UCLA, a screenwriting program for decades, he told me, and he's right, that you do it the other way. You write the killer logline. What exactly is this book about? Mm -hmm. Then you will know if you're veering off, at, you know, out of the theme or the, or the big picture of this thing. So we get the outline, we get the why, we decide to do this thing. We put this thing all together. We, you know, insert the stories in there and then we just start busting it out. And you also got to remember um, rewriting. Mm -hmm. there's a lot of rewriting and writing <laughs> as a matter of fact most of it is rewriting <clears throat> absolutely and, you know that's that's even from my experience talking not only to our internal authors but just outside authors fiction authors is how important it is to go back and take another look at it <laughs> you know once you've written it once you've gotten it done you know go back and take another look exactly. so that that leads me then to the question this is this is the one that's obviously relevant to our interest how important is it to get help? I mean, should you get help? Is it something that you should seek? Should you should you soldier it through and do the do this writing process on your own? 
or should you look for somebody like you or or Leaders Press? I, I assume that you're going to have an, an yeah. interesting answer to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's put it this way. Every author out there who gets a publishing deal gets some kind of editor involved. Yeah. Every musician who makes a record for a record company has a producer. Same thing with movies, all this stuff. It is always helpful to get a qualified third party to check you out because it's mm. the forest and the trees. You can't possibly see everything while you're doing it and when you're inside it. You pass it around to a couple of people who know what's going on, who can help you, coach you, ask you questions, those kinds of things. And they will have ideas. And then that is your decision whether to implement them. So to answer your question, yes, definitely get a coach or call you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, see, that, that's, that's what people, uh, some of the fears that I know a lot of potential authors have that, you know, don't necessarily want to sit down and, and write their entire book themselves is, you know, how much of myself is going to get lost in this process, um, which, you know, that, that's, a, that's a completely legitimate fear, whether it's working with somebody like us that's going to help you write the book or whether it's working with a coach. It's like how much, if I work with Jeff and he helps me write my book and I do everything and he helps me build my stories, how much of this is Jeff and how much of this is me? And I have an answer for these people. Well, I want to hear your answer to, to, to someone that has that kind of a, an objection. Uh, the answer is it's it's really all them. It you know I guess the metaphor yeah. I would say is they're in the car they're driving and maybe I'm sitting next to them being like hey you know maybe you want to think about going left yes or no right keep it on the road go this way or that way but they're always driving right right it's like you know the producer in the music studio you know, they can suggest ideas to the band or the artist and some they'll take some of them and hopefully we'll make the record better. But I guarantee you, being a music producer myself, the artist will not always take your your advice. And sometimes it's better that way. You know, it's a, it's a creative process. You just kind of, you go with it until it feels right. But feeling, a prospective author, feeling that they're voice and their message will get lost in the book I, I don't I don't see that at all yeah I, I agree with you that's and that's that's actually what uh you know we, we try to assuage those fears it's like it, having someone help you and having someone get the story out of you whether it be in a conversation or whether it be anything is still unique it's just like you and I today I didn't know that our conversation was going to go necessarily on some of the tangents that it did, but I'm glad they did because you gave some answers that were genuinely unique for, for what this podcast has already had. Cool. So yeah, it, it, isn't that true that sometimes when you have a second party and engage that you'll find things that you never may have thought about? Before? Oh, absolutely. So let me just give you the bottom line for myself as a coach. Sure. I ask the questions. I don't know the answers. <laughs> I mean, I know them for me. I don't know them for you, for the client. Yeah. Right. But the right questions at the right time from the right perspectives will open up new ideas, new information, access new memories for the why, all that kind of stuff. And then sure, I have all kinds of um, 
you know, ideas on how to outline things and accountability and stuff like that. But it's your book. It's not my book. I got my yeah. own books to write. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeff, we could probably talk for hours because just like I said, I actually had some tangents I was going to go on on this conversation, but we went in some different areas. Uh, so we may we may circle back in the future, but for right. now, uh, with our audience, which I'm sure they've got a lot to chew on and resonates with them, how can they find you and how can they get in touch with you to work with you? Sure. JeffLizowitz.com. Uh, that's J-E-F-F-L-E-I-S. A-W-I-T-Z. It's the only Jeff Lizo it's out there. So <laughs> Google it. And it's okay. We'll put the link down below for everybody as well. Thank you. Beautiful. All right. Well, wonderful. Well, everybody, you know where to go for Jeff. Jeff's got some even more interesting information. Like I say, I didn't even touch the tip of the iceberg with him today. So go check him out. Jeff, thank you so much for being with us here on Leaders Talk today. And we look forward to possibly speaking again in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Andy. That was awesome.